Mishpacha, please pray with me. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Living our lives in the presence of the Lord raises our experience of the joy and blessing that's available to us. This world is a better place to live when we see it from God's perspective. And living in this world has so many challenges with all its curses and blessings, but it's better when our spiritual ears are tuned to the Lord. And so I wanna to talk today about living joyfully and living in the presence of God. And to get started, let's read a passage from this week's Torah portion, Deuteronomy 26, verses five through 11. And I'll read it straight through first, and then we can look at it carefully. Deuteronomy 26, verse 5 is where we'll start. And I want to encourage those of you who are in the sanctuary. Um, can you wave your Bibles at me? I'd love to see whether you've got a digital Bible or a paper Bible, but you ought to have some Bible. You don't want to come empty-handed into the house of God. Great to see that. <clears throat> also, those of you who are uh, at home and you're watching uh live from home and live from the sanctuary on Facebook Live, why don't you take time to enter into the comments, the scriptures and the references that we're using. Deuteronomy 26 verses 5 through 11. In the presence of Adonai your God, you are to say, my ancestor was a nomad from Aram. He went down into Egypt, few in number, and stayed. And there he became a great, strong, populous nation. But the Egyptians treated us badly. They oppressed us and imposed harsh slavery on us. And so we cried out to Adonai, the God of our ancestors. Adonai heard us and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. And Adonai brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and an outstretched arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. And now he's brought us to this place and given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Therefore, as you see, I've now brought the first fruits of the land which you, Adonai, have given me. You are then to put the basket down before Adonai your God. Prostrate yourself before Adonai your God and take joy in all the good that Adonai your God has given you, your household, the Levite, and the foreigner living with you. Now here's the context. The children of Israel have been in the wilderness. They've been on a journey on the way to the promised land. They're not yet in the promised land, but they are prepared for this new chapter. They're being prepared for this new time in this new season. They have to think differently. They have to act differently. But the starting point, I hope you take notice of this. The very first verse that I read, verse five says, in the presence of Adonai your God, you are to say this, in the presence of Adonai your God. You see, that I think is very important. They're being told, say this in the presence of God. It means that they're being taught to live consciously in the presence of God, where God is witnessing what you say and what you do. And I think this is useful for you and me for all of us, because it helps us understand that we need to be conscious about the fact that we live in a world that includes God. You could say it this way as an individual, I live 
in the presence of God. Some of you, why don't you write that in the comment section right now? I live in the presence of God. And because of this truth, you can begin to know who you are and how you fit into this world and how to live in this challenging world. Now, this is a rich passage that we've been reading, and it also helps us answer the questions, who am I and how do I fit? And let each of us answer that question in front of God and in front of everyone. Some people think of themselves only according to political labels or, or the labels of career or education or money or something like that. But really, we want to give an answer standing before God in the presence of God. Who am I? before God. And you can confidently say, if you think of the scripture and all that it speaks about, you can say, well, I'm a person with history and I come from a specific person. I come from a specific individual. And this is important. And I come from a family that became a tribe, that became many tribes, that became a nation. And I'm joined to a great people group with a fantastic history. My people have a history. It's important for us to understand that we became a people. We suffered in Egypt and we cried to the Lord and he heard us and God brought us out. Each one of us has a past, not necessarily an easy past. It included suffering for sure, but God was with us and he listened to our cries and he led us out of that place. That's the history of Israel and it's our personal history as well. And so you can say, not only do I have a past in history, but I have a future. I have a future. We have a future. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says it so powerfully, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I encourage you to write that in the comment section, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 continues, For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There's one body, one spirit, and you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. In Messiah, you and I, together, we have a glorious hope. For the future. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 26 and look at verses 10 and 11. And the context is the children of Israel are being prepared for the time when they're living in the land of Israel. They're almost there. They're almost there. And then these verses 10 and 11 are instructions about what to do when they are there. And they're to say these things and to do these things that are described. Verse 10, therefore, as you see, I have now brought the first fruits of the land, which you, Adonai, have given me. You are then to put the basket down before Adonai your God, prostrate yourself before Adonai your God, and take joy in all the good that Adonai your God has given you, your household, the Levite and the foreigner living with you. I want you to think about this, this phrase, the land which you have given me. It's an acknowledgement that God has blessed us. It's a way of saying to the Lord, this that I'm experiencing, this goodness that I'm experiencing is a gift from you. It comes from the Lord. And we are to prostrate ourselves, to kneel or even to bow down in, 
in, in the Jewish world, we don't kneel before men. We only kneel before God. We don't bow before men. We bow only before God. Before God, we bow. And verse 11, and take joy in all the good that Adonai your God has given you. Before God, you see, you're standing and then you're bowing or kneeling with joy, thanking God and taking joy in all the good the Lord has given you. This is an enlarged view of the individual and the group identity as well. It's an enlarged view of me and us because you, it says you take joy in all the good that Adonai your God has given you, your household the Levite, and the foreigner living with you. And it goes beyond that later, and it speaks about the orphan and the widow. It describes different ways that we can rejoice in what we have received from the Lord. What God has given you as an individual is the first basis. And then what he gives to your household, to your family, and to your close connections, that's another basis for rejoicing. And then what he gives to the Levite, the one who serves God and the community of faith by helping all of us to be reconciled to God and to each other. And then for the foreigner living with you. When we live in the presence of God, you realize that our lives have become a blessing, a blessing to me and mine, yes, but a blessing also to others, a blessing to the enlarged or the bigger us. This is to include even more, like I said earlier, the orphan and the widow. Now, some people have difficulty experiencing or paying attention to the joy that is present before them. And one of the reasons is they live in the past. They live in the suffering and the pains of their past. And they fetch in their spirits, they're always complaining now about what happened long ago. They're, all rem they're always remembering, reliving, recounting, revisiting the pains of the past, and they're forgetting something. They didn't go through that on their own. They went through that with others and with God, and God has brought them out. You see, we're not powerless victims. We do go through hard times, it's true, but we're not alone. Even when we don't have power ourselves to get ourselves out of difficult situations, God does hear our cries and he brings us out. I want to share a scripture with you that Sandy shared with me this week from Psalm 4, verse 1. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. You see, when you're going through difficulty and you don't know how to get yourself out, you can call to your rescuer, your deliverer, your Lord, your savior, and you can cry out to him and he will hear you. When you listen to the Lord and you do what he says, he will hear from you as well. I encourage you to understand this, that you're not alone. God is with you even through the difficulty and that you can live right now in the present with a sense of joy, even in the midst of challenge. You can anticipate the future with a sense of expectation and with hope because God is with you. And the only question is, will we be with him? 
I want to take a few minutes right now and ask you to join me in giving thanks to the Lord. And here's how I want to do it. Those of you who are in the synagogue, you're familiar with this process when, when I'm there in the sanctuary too. I, I want you to turn to someone who's sitting next to you. That's if you are sitting next to someone, not everybody is. If you're not sitting near someone, um, because you're sitting by yourself, then catch the eye of someone. Turn around and look at them. Catch the eye of someone. And I want you to thank the Lord for them. And then I want you to think of something that you are thankful for that you want to tell them about the Lord, if you can do that if you're sitting next to someone. And those of you who are at home and those of you who are watching through Facebook Live, I want you to use the comment section to do the same thing and write just a one sentence statement to the Lord about what you're thankful for. I'm going to try to look at some of these comments if I can do that. And I'm going to um, read some of them if you write them. I want to encourage you to participate in this way so that we can together be thanking the Lord. For myself, I say, thank you, Lord, for your joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Lord, you are Adonai Rapha, the Lord who heals. I see Paula Jones is writing and Fran Stone is writing. And I want to encourage you, write down a one-sentence statement of thanksgiving right now in the comment section. It's a way that you can participate. Cat Ott, I am thankful for the Lord's provision for things we often don't know we even need. And Florence Woods is writing, thank you, Lord, for always being there for me in my grief. Others are writing as well. Thank you, everyone who's writing. I want to encourage you to participate. Be active. Don't be passive. Don't just sit on your tuchus and don't just be a spectator. Participate. Verbalize to the Lord and share it with others in the ways that I'm describing. Thank you, Lord, for provision. You're Adonai Yireh, the Lord who sees. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness, for salvation. You take your turn. You participate in every way that you can. You make sure that you're overflowing. You're overflowing with gratitude. It's a great thing to do right now. Now, I want to close by talking about a related subject. It, it really has to do with how we quiet ourselves before the Lord and we listen to him carefully. Deuteronomy 28 tells us about curses and blessings and curses and blessings are the covenant God has made with us. Curses for disobedience, blessing for obedience. And as we approach the high holidays, I want you to remember that also there is forgiveness and there's also repentance by which we can be restored and reconciled to God and to one another. And everyone who wants to be restored and reconciled to God can honestly face the fact that there is a chasm between us and God. The Bible says our sin has separated us, separated us from God. Isaiah 59 verse 2, the Jewish prophet Isaiah says this, but your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. When we face this condition honestly, we're in a position to recognize that Yeshua bridges the great chasm between us 
and God. Yeshua's narrow way becomes the only way for us. Matthew 7 verses 13 and 14 say it this way. Yeshua said, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the way that leads to life, and only a few find it. Yeshua's narrow way is like a high narrow bridge over a deep chasm, and it's necessary to face the fear and cross the bridge with Yeshua if you want to get to the other side, where there's peace, shalom, and rest for your soul. And on that other side, you can continue the journey of life, not alone, but with him and his people. This is the blessing and the glorious hope that God has for us through Messiah Yeshua. You can cross the chasm that separates you from God. It takes faith and courage and honesty and repentance. And today is a good day to make that decision, to turn to the Lord and to thank him for Yeshua, your Messiah, your Redeemer, the one who paid the price so that you could be reconciled to God. Today is a good day also to share good news with someone else you know who needs the Lord. I want to encourage you to exercise gratitude in these days, to be thankful to the Lord and to express it, to express it to him and to express it to others as well. I want to invite my wife to come sit here with me. It's me and Sandy together with Jack. Hey, Jack. <laughs> the story about Jack is a great story. We're going to close this with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel. Before we do, I want to encourage you to stand with us financially. You can go to our website, bethisraelnow.com slash giving for all the details. And Rabbi Yuri and Rabbi Zanina are at the synagogue. They're in the sanctuary and they're going to join as well. And we're going to welcome them back on screen together soon <laughs> and quickly <laughs> here we are okay so we're all together hello so it's so great to be together with you and we are it's as if in our hearts we're standing there with you in the sanctuary together mishpocha and you're together with us and we're all feeling that sense of togetherness thank you all for joining with us Thank you that we have uh, a mishpocha that can gather in this beautiful sanctuary that God has provided for us. And thank you, dear, for the design and the whole execution of this wonderful synagogue. It's so wonderful that God has given us such a glorious place to meet in together. So Rabbi Yuri, would you lead us in Hebrew? Yeah, let's pray together, yeah. Yeverhe Hadonai, Vehishmerecha, Yaher Adonai Pana Velecha, Vihunecha, Isadonai Pana Velecha, Vayasem Lecha, Shalom. Thank you, Rabbi. Now, I, I think before I do the English, I'll put you on the spot if you're ready for it. And I thought, wouldn't it be great for all the people who are in the Russian-speaking world to hear you, Rabbi, uh, yeah. do this blessing in Russian as well? <laughs> so I'm putting you on the spot, maybe for next week or now if you're ready. Take your pick. Awesome.
Okay. Yeah, let's do that. I'm I'm reading Bible in English now, so I need to remember. It. <laughs> right. Give it time. I give you a moment. Amen. And I'll translate the Russian and the Hebrew. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace, his shalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. So what a wonderful time together. So glad that we could worship together with you from Sandy and me, Shabbat Shalom, from Rabbi Yuri and Rabbi Sanina, and from all the Beth Israel Mishpacha, we say Shabbat Shalom. Thanks for joining with us.